Welcome to the Beacon broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com, beaconbaptist.com. The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. If you are a regular listener to the Beacon Broadcast, you will know that we have been working our way through Paul's first and then second Corinthian epistle, or epistles, I should say. And we are just about to the end of the second one, having come to chapter 12 and the last two verses, which we must conclude before we can move into chapter 13, which is the final chapter of this epistle. But we're lingering on these last two verses because in these verses, Paul lists a number of sins, which he is asking, is asking is probably too mild a term, he is <laughs> demanding, and maybe that's too strong a term, I'm not quite sure what to find in between, but he's basically telling the Corinthian church that they need to get these things dealt with and out of their lives, out of their practice, out of their church, before he comes to visit. He is writing this epistle to correct a number of things and to, uh, some of them, just correct some misunderstandings and other things is to correct various practices. But it's also to prepare the church for his proposed visit. He is planning to come, but he wants to delay his coming to give time for the the things that he's dealing with in this epistle to be dealt with. <laughs> he lists what needs to be addressed and needs to be corrected, and he expects them to correct these things so that when he comes, they can have a, a, uh, a relaxed visit, an edifying visit, a happy visit, an encouraging visit rather than one where he has to crack the whip and confront them over practices that need to be removed out of their midst. And that's the list we are working with in 2 Corinthians 12.20. And we'll continue on this Monday, November 20. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for your financial gifts. It makes this broadcast on this station possible. Paul says, For I fear, lest when I come I shall find you, or rather I shall not find you, such as I wish, and that I shall not be found by you, such as you do not wish, lest there be, and here's the list, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, backbitings, whisperings, conceits, tumults, and that concludes verse 20, and then he goes on into another list in verse 21. <clears throat> now, as I say, I've been taking quite a bit of time with this list because 
I'm afraid these particular sins are often neglected, overlooked, not not taken very seriously. And that's the whole problem. In fact, somebody has called these sins and others like them respectable sins among Christians, not because they actually are respectable in the sight of God, but because far too often they are considered to be respectable among Christians. In other words, these sins are allowable. These sins don't need to be dealt with. These sins are no big deal to many Christians. And so they go on and on and on, uncorrected, unchanged, unrepented of, and they cause great problems. They cause havoc within the lives of Christians and within the congregations of churches and is one of the reasons why American Christianity is not nearly as healthy as it ought to be. And so it's not a good idea, not at all, to neglect these things. And so I, without apology, am dealing with them rather extensively. And what have we covered so far? I don't really want to repeat, but what have we covered so far? Number one, contentions. Number two, jealousies. Number three, outbursts of wrath. Number four, selfish ambitions. And I would be tempted to extend that one a little bit further, but I've done, I think, sufficient examination of that particular sin, and so I move on to the next one. There are actually four more before we finish the list, and the next one is called backbitings. And it is related to the next one, which is called whisperings. So let's take these two together, backbitings and whisperings. What he's talking about is is gossip. He's talking about negative comments, criticisms of one believer about another. I started to say one believer to another, but very rarely are these things dealt with openly between believers, and certainly when they are not in the proper biblical and Christ-honoring way in order to address them and to solve this problem, but rather these are matters of gossip. We talk to other people about what we dislike, what we disapprove of in the lives of other people. And so we love to do that. That's something that you, we need to understand that grows out of our Adamic depravity, out of our sin nature, not out of our new nature. That didn't come from the new creature that was created in Christ Jesus but rather it comes out of the old nature that was born into this world as a son and daughter of Adam. And there seems to be something particularly delightful in the minds of many people about this kind of speech, this gossip. In fact, in the world, I notice that many times people uh, talk about this almost favorably, something that we love to do, something that we look forward to, something that we make occasions for, something that we make sure that we don't miss out on, the gossip that's going around. We want to get together with other people and gossip about those who aren't there. Friends of ours, acquaintance of ours in many cases, but people that we want to talk about rather than to talk to. That's the way the world does it and enjoys it, delights in it, but 
with Christians, it ought not to be approved. It ought not to be. It ought not to be、uh, something that we do. I'm, I'm struggling for words right now. It ought not to be something that is found among the people of God. It's something that we need to stop. And how do I know that? Because the Apostle Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the Spirit of God, lists it here among the things that he tells them: "You need to get these things corrected, lest when I come I find you as I would not wish." In other words, that I'll find you practicing things that I would truly hope you are not practicing. Things that ought not to be found among the people of God and in the churches of the Lord Jesus Christ, and this is in the list: backbitings and whisperings. But oh, how common that is! So common, so common in most churches that it can't even be imagined that you could have a church without this. I mean, this is just part of the package. It's part of what goes on in any community, right? Well. No, I mean it may be very common, but no, it's not right. It's wrong. It's not acceptable. It is unacceptable. It is not ignored or should not be ignored. It is sinful. It needs to be stopped. Wagging tongues have done more damage to the cause of Christ than who knows what than what drunkenness. Immorality. Well, I don't know. I, I really don't know how to make a a fair comparison as to what actually is the most damaging. But I want you to know that backbiting and whispering, gossiping and slandering, talking about people behind their backs, is extremely damaging to the spiritual health of the people who engage in this. It is extremely damaging to relationships. Of Christians with one another, those who are talking behind the backs of others and their relationship with the people that they are talking about, it has a disastrous effect upon the church. I'm thinking about a humorous incident incident that my wife told me about very recently. She was engaging a couple of ladies in conversation after church about a matter that that concerned her. And she was talking to them directly and asking them their opinion. It was not, it was not something that somebody did, or something that she was talking about that someone else had done. But it was a, it was a matter about what was their advice in regard to should we, should we hold this particular activity as we have many times before, or will there be a problem if we do not conduct it as we have before? And the response of the people she was talking to was, "Well, no, that's no problem at all. Surely nobody would make an issue of that." And another dear lady, or a fairly new member of our church, came up about that time and said, "Well, if they come to me criticizing that, I'll just run them over with my truck." <laughs> and my wife said, "Well, maybe just bump them gently." <laughs> of course, she didn't mean that literally. But that was her way of expressing her strong disapproval that anyone would do such a thing, that anyone would come along and criticize and gossip and slander about something of that nature. Why that is ruinous to churches. She understood that. 
Of course, running people over with your truck would also be ruinous, and she didn't really mean that, literally. And my wife was gently uh, reminding her that that was not the right attitude either. But yes, this is extremely, extremely harmful. And a few instances, illustrations of this have come to my mind, even as I've been talking about it, where such things have done serious damage in our church. But I don't want to rehearse those. I think just by stating this, all of you, if you've had any experience in churches for any length of time, know that it's true. I don't need to give you any more illustrations. In fact, the one I gave you really wasn't an illustration of backbiting and whispering, but it was an illustration of how one person responded to what they would do if someone came to them backbiting and whispering. And I wish everybody had that strong attitude about it, not that particular response to it, but a strong negative response. I will not accept that kind of approach. I will not listen to that kind of gossip. I will not encourage people to to gossip about others behind their backs. If everybody took that posture, then it would soon be rooted out. The people who did it would have nobody to talk to. And so nobody can continue this unless some people, maybe even those who don't themselves do it, they don't participate verbally in what is said, but they certainly participate in listening to what is said with delight in hearing these things said. And we've got to stop that. This is an offense to the head of the church, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It ought not to be practiced among the people of God. Cut it out now with the help and grace of God. Until tomorrow, Greg Barkman saying good day. May God give you his eternal peace.